first in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Welcome to the Friday edition of Spouting Off here on BBS Radio and K-Star Radio Network. I'm your host, Karen Cataline. And, uh, you know, when I was looking to see what the heck we're going to talk about, yes, we had a Supreme Court decision, which, I don't know, I can't make heads nor tails of it. I, uh, full disclosure, I've been a, a bit under the weather, so I, I couldn't see exactly. It looks like when I said I couldn't make heads nor tails of it, It's like they flipped a coin. Well, we'll accept this, but we won't accept that. So let's see. You have body autonomy some of the time, but not all of the time. What bothers me about this, uh, and and I I mentioned, I haven't read through the entire decision, but I'm looking here at a headline. Supreme Court blocks nationwide vaccine and testing mandate for large businesses, to which I say, duh. But it allows healthcare worker vaccine mandates to take effect. So last year, no, two years ago, healthcare workers were heroes. They were working under difficult circumstances with sick, very sick patients. And now there's a reason they're not taking the vaccine because they are health professionals. The Supreme Court is not. Let's see. Are these Supreme Court justices doctors, lawyers? Uh, They're lawyers. (laughs) Are they doctors? Do they get to mandate medical treatment to healthcare professionals with the uh, strange and uh, assuming facts not in evidence that the vaccines are safe and effective despite the fact that information after information, story after story after story contradicts that? So this has been wholly and 100% politicized, and these Supreme Court justices cannot tell the difference between rights and law because they're making assumptions about a vaccine without further evidence. They're taking the word of people that are forcing vaccines on people, and we don't know why. Here's a headline. Fully vaxxed are hospitalized. Uh, 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 get this. Get this article here. This is important. Okay, the Epic Times. Not exactly a um, a, a a a phony, fraudulent publication. And the left hates the Epic Times because they report the facts, and they are doing the heavy lifting and the reporting that the propaganda media refuses to do. And and just as an aside, they're doing the they're they're reporting stuff that is getting people hurt and in some cases killed. We're not talking about propaganda for the sake of propaganda, we're talking about criminal misinformation, which I'll tell you in a minute. 
fully vaccinated. This is a headline in the Epic Times. Fully vaccinated Australians in hospital for COVID-19 surpass the unvaccinated. Let me read that again. Fully vaccinated Australians in hospital for for COVID-19 surpass unvaccinated people in the hospital. And yet we are to believe that the Supreme Court made decisions in a fair and unbiased fashion, but they're demanding that healthcare workers take a vaccine that healthcare workers have decided is not safe. What you call that in my book is gaslighting. We are to believe that they can choose a set, whatever set of facts that they want. You know, so let's keep forcing people to get vaccinated so they can get hospitalized too. (laughs) I mean, that is what they are doing. Instead of respecting people's individual God-given rights over their own bodies, they're using a fraudulent assumption that the vaccines are protecting other people. That is the most fraudulent assumption of all. And look at the people still who believe it, that we have a right to force other people to do what we say and to take a potentially deadly vaccine that could harm them for life or damage them or harm them, whatever, take away their rights to make that determination for themselves because we're making, I'm not, we're making a false assumption that unvaxxed people are dangerous to vaxxed people. You see what kind of lazy logic that is? There's no facts that people who are unvaxxed are greater carriers or spreaders of the uh, virus. As a matter of fact, there are no facts that I know of that you're a spreader of a virus if you have no symptoms and you're just walking around living your life. That doesn't make you a spreader. But if you have uh, symptoms, as a matter of fact, you end up having symptoms and you're, you might be contagious five days before you actually have symptoms. And guess what? There are more people in the hospital who have COVID. And if they're in the hospital, it must mean that they have a more severe case, and they've been vaccinated. They've been boosted. They've, they've done everything they've been told to do, and yet they're in the hospital. So the whole thing is a lie. Is the virus a lie? No. It quite clearly appears to be a Chinese bioweapon, and we have people who have sold out this country through who knows, bribery, blackmail, you name it, bullying, intimidation, And they're allowing their fellow citizens to not only be forced to take something that is potentially dangerous to them, forcing them, making them choose between body autonomy and liberty and their jobs, their livelihoods. This is at a Supreme Court making a decision like this. It's astonishing. Earlier in the week, I made an analogy that I'm hoping, if it makes sense to you, you will use for others. 
who maybe do not understand uh, how insane this is. Uh, there was a James O'Keefe, uh, God love James O'Keefe. Again, he does work that the, uh, the mainstream media will not do. And he found out, he found out that the people that are forcing uh, this on everyone knew they had previous knowledge. That means intent in a court of law. They had previous knowledge that the vaccine, uh, excuse me, there's so much to this. We've been living with this nightmare for two years. Vaccines, boosters, you name it. We can't even keep it straight. Two years after 10 days to just, just 10 days to flatten the curve, we're going to shut down the whole country. Who believed that? Unfortunately, a lot did, and a whole lot didn't. They said something is seriously wrong here. Let me get back to my point. James O'Keefe revealed and uncovered that it was known that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are highly effective in treating this virus, especially when it is early. When it's early, it is treatable. Now, we also know that there is a much more contagious and milder version of COVID that is just rampant. Everybody I know is sick. Everybody I know is sick. Um, and there's an upside to that as well. So let's go back to this, that if, if people knew they had knowledge that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were effective in treating the virus, could save lives, and they tacitly participated in keeping that information from people who needed it. Can you imagine the horrible, bad sci-fi B-movies that have been done in Hollywood? Because evil, maniacal doctors, evil, maniacal people with power who uh, make sure that you don't get that that innocent people don't get life uh, saving treatment. It would be as if the best analogy I have is the Tylenol scare of a couple decades ago now, at least a couple decades now, where some evil, horrible, rotten person, you know, fill in the adjective, um, tainted bottles of Tylenol on the shelf with cyanide. People died because of that. They tampered with the label. Uh, the Tylenol company took an enormous hit. There was a massive countrywide recall on Tylenol. They not only did that, but they utilized the use of the media to tell people the dates of that Tylenol when it was sold so that people could throw away that Tylenol and not use it. What we are dealing with here some couple decades later is a media that is actively participating in suppressing 
information that is life-saving. It would be as if they refused to report that the Tylenol was tainted and they, they suppressed. They didn't just refuse to report. They suppressed the information. They're telling people you can't get hydroxychloroquine. You can't get it. They want to make it extremely difficult. They want to suppress the use of ivermectin, even though it works. Isn't this tantamount to uh, an evil doctor automatic, uh, 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 operating, doing an operation with a rusty scalpel? I mean, they're, they're telling you to do the precise opposite of what will save, what could potentially save you or your family's lives. That's, that's criminal. At the very least, it's criminal. So first we have the suppression of information in the media, which is criminal. They have a responsibility. But further, they want to suppress the use of it by putting out false information. This is horse uh, dewormer. Whatever they're saying, they don't want you to use off-label drugs to treat for COVID, right? Even though it has been proven and shown to work, it has been used for decades. I'm not going to sit and defend that. I'm not a doctor, but neither are they. Why is, what right does the media and politicians and unelected bureaucrats have to play doctor with all of us? What right do they have to tell us what we can and cannot use for our own body? I know we've said it a million times, my body, my choice. And suddenly it isn't our body and it isn't our choice. Now, this new variant, kind of an interesting thing. Uh, I don't understand how it could be a new variant. There's no test for the new variant. If you take a test for COVID, you either come up positive or negative. It doesn't say, oh, by the way, this is the Omicron variant. It doesn't say that. What a layman probably understands is that if it, if it was highly contagious, and you and everybody you know is sick from it, then uh, it's probably the the uh, later mutation of the virus. There are some people who even believe that those have been vaccinated. Those who have been vaccinated are the ones who are uh, spreading this variant. Do I know that for sure? No, I don't. I'm not a doctor, but guess what? The doctors who are saying that, are being censored, shut down. You can't know this. Now, I ask you, and this is true of people that are even on the conservative side of the aisle, I ask you, if one side believes that you have a right to hear and know and learn and research, my God, that's what the Internet is supposed to be about, right? Uh, information, the information highway. You have a right to research anything. That's why the internet was such a blessing for so many people because you have information at your fingertips. Now we have big tech, the technocracy, and others working in tandem with politicians and unelected bureaucrats 
and others who've been bullied and blackmailed to tell you that there is only one science. We need to push these vaccines on people, even though they are invasive, even though they are being shown to cause life-threatening damage. People after the vaccine are having uh, life-changing medical events. Uh, Just the myocarditis alone from which people are dying would be enough under a normal circumstance to pull it off the market. And we would have been better off. Instead, they suppress the information. My question to you is, on its face, who are you going to believe? The side of the aisle of a disputed subject that says, don't believe me, do all your research search and decide for yourself. The other side that says, you can't know this, you can't hear about this, and we're not going to tell you the facts that don't comport with our position. In fact, if you disagree with us, that's misinformation and it's dangerous. Information isn't dangerous. I'll tell you what is. Suppressing life-threatening information is dangerous and allowing people to make decisions for themselves. Allow them to make decisions for themselves. Here's why I think, uh, using a mental health background that I have, that I think that the if this is the Omicron, I have to say it that way because it's so hilarious. Everything is packaged for PR purposes today. Everything. Uh, this is why I think it's kind of a blessing, this Omicron, because if you've ever, if you know anything about phobias and the fact that people, and a phobia means an unrealistic fear, the only and the best way to treat a fear, a phobia, is to desensitize yourself from that phobia. If everybody's getting COVID now, for which they've been terrified for two years, I know people who have not left their homes in two years. Can you believe that? The the wife of somebody that I know and have always loved, his wife will not leave the house. Interestingly, she's afraid of the vax too, so she just lives in her house. Because why? Because she's afraid of dying, but she gave two years of her life to this, to this fear, right? She's terrified. Well, when everybody's getting it, even the people that are vaxxed, and especially the people that are vaxxed, that's the way to desensitize people. Instead of running around hysterical as part of a cult, oh, no, oh, no. It's COVID, it's COVID, and and it has killed people. It's very deadly in certain forms and to people who already have um, um, comorbidities. We've been hearing this for two years, right? But if everybody's getting it and it's kind of mild, then that's the best treatment for phobias and fear, the best treatment of all. It means, hey, you know, I went to a high building I looked out over a balcony and I didn't like uh, force myself to jump. I didn't fall over a high building. You have to desensitize yourself from your fear and face your fears. 
everybody's got it. And they want to uh, persecute and punish people who've chosen not to get the vax, but the vaxxed people are getting it and ended up in hospitals even at a higher rate. So I don't know. Reality has a way of piercing through gaslighting. You know that wonderful movie, Gaslight? When a guy tries to kill his wife, it's wonderful. It's uh, with Ingrid Bergman. Kill his wife by making her think she's going crazy, by not trusting her gut, by not trusting what she believes or knows. You know, that's what this is about, is piercing through the unbelievable fear that causes people to do as they are told. Thank you, Mr. Producer. We have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have a very special guest that I met uh, as I uh, prepare to do this brand new show, The Truth Express Radio. We'll tell you all about that when we get back. I'm Karen Catalina. This is Spouting Off at a new time, 12 noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, the same time as Tuesdays and Thursdays, all the same time. Stay tuned. It's Spouting Off. I'm Karen Catalina. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Gadoline. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? We are happy to inform you that there is a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. It's a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. You choose your doctor and hospital. Starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all kids. For more info, visit libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. Looking for even more great conservative talk radio? The K-Star Talk Radio Network is a Christian-owned, alternative conservative news and talk radio internet broadcasting network. They have a full line of programming about spiritual, political, social, economic, financial, and health-related topics. And their goal is to encourage critical thinking about the issues of the day. The K-Star Talk Radio Network features great shows like America's First News, The Keith Hansen Show, Erskine, and Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Check out the whole schedule at their website at kstarradionetwork.com. Time could be short for a free people to share ideas in a free society. K-Star Radio Network is fighting a spiritual war on an earthly plane. Visit them today at kstarradionetwork.com. Welcome back to Spouting Off. I'm your happy host, Karen Cataline, and uh, I am delighted to, this is why I love talk radio. I love talk radio for all kinds of reasons, but one of the things I love is I get to meet so many interesting people and work with them. We have a new show. You may have heard me uh, promoting it a little bit, uh, and I get to work with a very seasoned uh, highly experienced talk show host, er- Erskine, let me say his name right, Erskine, 
who I started out being a guest on his show. And um, what a blessing it is that I get to do a show with him now. We're doing a show called Truth Express Radio with Erskine and Karen. And the cons- one of the consultants, the main consultant, marketing consultant, is a man that is my next guest. His name is Ron Boat, and he started his marketing and media production company in 1971, serving national and international clients. And out of that, in 2011, grew an invitation to write for a political blog. And from there, he has op-ed articles and interviews with that appear at Red Nation Rising, Western Free Press, World Net Daily, and others. He's a veteran entrepreneur, a true patriot. He loves music. Boy, we, we have lots to talk about with him. Ron Boat, thank you so much for joining us here on Spouting Off. It's really my pleasure. It's great to be here with you, Karen. Yes. And, well, I, by the, and by well, the way, I was going to say, Erskine is very excited to be doing the show with you. So, <laughs> Well, the feeling goes both ways because Good. Uh, uh, I think that we have really great chemistry. Shameless plug, the name of our website, which you had a great deal to do with getting up in record time, is truthexpressradio.com. And there you find the podcasts of the shows that go out well over 50 stations. They pick it up and they, they run it over the weekends. But there are many, many stations that are very, very loyal to Erskine. And, uh, and now I get to be a part of that whole thing. I'm just so jazzed. Um, yes. Your thoughts about the show and what you think we might be. I don't just just your thoughts. Then we'll get into what you do and what you helped us do to get it on the boards. Well, I think the two of you have great chemistry. You always have when you were on as a guest. And um, so you've got two really good, strong, dynamic personalities. You bounce off each other really well. And I think for the show in general, uh, the reason the name was picked was because you are expressing truth, number one. And you're bringing truth quickly to people. And and truth is what people are looking for these days. There's so many lies, misinformation, and manipulations out there that people just would like to know what's really going on. And in a variety of subjects, politics, medicine, business, economy, all those things. So I think the timing of the show is right. Well, I so appreciate that. And it's funny um, that... Uh, I was just talking about this, <laughs> about the gaslighting that's going on with regard not just to COVID, but all these things. We have a presidential potted plant in the White House. That's what I call them, the presidential potted plant. And it's the worst kept secret <laughs> secret in the whole country. Everybody knows he can't even read a teleprompter. And it insults the intelligence of American citizens to think that he's making decisions about what's going on. I'm going to throw you a curveball, Ron, and ask you, what do you think is going on there? You know, if I knew, I'd write a book. <laughs> but it, I've noticed, you know, and particularly the last couple of weeks, since more and more people are talking about him, I see clips of President Trump walking from the White House to Marine One or just out and about. And he's got a, a nice gait to him. He's walking. He's he's doing a lot of things. He's active when he's walking, and he's motion in motion. And yet, you watch Biden, 
and he dawdles along like my grandfather's grandfather. And, mm-hmm. you know, he sort of hobbles and he, you know, kind of getting along. And, stuff. and he just doesn't have that energy you need to be the leader of the world. I mean, you've you got to have it together to, to be out there like that. So well, as far yeah. as what's going on, mm. I was going to say, yeah. you know, in general, we've got, I think, idiots, buffoons, and traitors running this country. <laughs> and half the people in office, I don't think, want to be there because they're not doing their jobs. They're just sort of filling space and getting a paycheck. A lot of them don't know their jobs. And and that goes all the way to the vice president, who supposedly in charge of the border hasn't even been there yet, really. And so when you're disengaged, you're not performing your duties, and you're getting paid and lying to the people at the same time, I think people start to see it, and I think America is. You have a great radio voice, Ron. Um, let's back up. It's early in the morning. <laughs> Let's back up just a hair and talk about your business a little bit and what you do for people in the marketing realm. And then we'll get back to the politics of the day. Um, we're commentary commentators. We don't expect people to agree with us, but we think it's perfectly okay to state an opinion. So go ahead. Tell us about freedommail.us and uh, you know what you do for your clients. Well, it, it started when, when I got out of the service back in 71. I, I went back to college for a short time, but I was really looking for what I wanted to do. And so I got a job on the first Fiesta Bowl on the production team, and that sort of introduced me to production in general. And I'd always been a musician. Uh, I mean, from the age five and six, I was playing instruments and studying music and went to the uh, Naval Academy School of Music, was in the Army Band, and, and that was my background. So creative thinking and stuff was just part of me. And then I got from the Fiesta Bowl into doing live events and producing concerts with people like Andy Kaufman and people like oh, that. Wow. That sort of re- refined. Yeah, there's a name from the past. And, oh, um, wow. He died so young. Terrible. Yeah, and he was... Yeah. He was such a talent. You know, he was a little odd, <laughs> but there were some strange stories when I was out with him a couple times. But he was, he was, a, he, he did the best Elvis. Huh? He did the best Elvis of anybody. That's true. So That's true. he really had it together. But so I, I sort of combined my technology knowledge with creativity and, and started to get into marketing. We had an ad agency for a while and ran some big national accounts. And then marketing just became sort of something that was fun um, because you're affecting people, you're getting a message out, and you're just engaged, I think, in, in companies and their products and services. And um, and I've been real lucky to, to service some great clients from Spain and Italy and France and oh. different places. And... Um, it's just interesting to see that world from the from the marketing viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you really helped us to get, as I said, on the boards, uh, put a website up in record time all during the holidays, just put up this website, which I'm very proud of, truthexpressradio.com. Uh, it, it zooms onto your page, and it, uh, you know, so we're excited to do that show. 
But I decided to bring you on my show here on Spouting Off because you're such a kind of a renaissance man. Uh, I You perked up my ears and Erskine told me, <laughs> a little bird before, that music is part of your background. So uh, maybe we should take just a little wonderful detour and talk about your music career and your music background. Oh, it was odd. My my parents were both musicians. My grandparents um, were singers in the church and sang opera in New York. Oh, wow. And um, so music was always part of the family. I started trumpet when I was five and piano when I was six. And um, so I was always in the school band. And then in the um, 70s, I had a chance when I was in San Diego for a while to meet a guy from L.A. who was a top studio musician. So he and I started to produce concerts with the people like uh, Oscar Peterson and Kenny Burrell and Bud Shank and a lot of names that really years ago. And um, it was just fun to, to do those small venue concerts with such great people. They were top what's, studio what's musicians. instrument? I'm sorry? What's your instrument? Um, it was mainly trumpet, but I also played oh. piano. And oh. uh, when I was in the Army band, trumpet was my main instrument, along with being drum major. And yeah. uh, so, You know what I find I interesting? The people in talk radio who love politics or are political junkies, what have you, but those that have an entertainment background, frankly, like yours truly, and like Erskine has a very strong entertainment background. He's been an entertainer that's been part of what he's done, and he brings that to talk radio. I think it, it brings a different element. Sometimes conservatives can be a little overly serious, you think? <laughs> <laughs> very. And, and I'm always amazed at, at good actors, like, I mean, Dudley Moore comes to mind immediately, but there's so many actors who have backgrounds in music, who have great, like George Siegel is a, is a great musician, and, and others that... I didn't even know that. I didn't no, even yeah, know that. And, and they just, you know, they, they have musical abilities, a lot of them play in groups on the weekend. I used to see that when I was in L.A. a lot in the 70s and 80s, and they'd be out at clubs just playing, having a good time, and mm. their acting is their main thing, but they love music. And this great. gives me, Ron, an opportunity to share with the audience what I've been binge-watching a show. I never binge-watch shows, ever, and yet I've developed this great interest in a Broadway actress because you know, my my first career was musical comedy, musical theater. And uh, and I've done lots of musical comedy on tour and stuff. And there is an actress that she's actually in her 40s now. So she's not a young, young woman, but she is the classic triple threat. No, she's not a classic triple threat. She's the most triple threat I've ever seen. And in Broadway, that that means she is as strong as a dancer as a singer and an actress, she can do it all. So what most actors do after they've won a couple of Tonys on Broadway, they go and do a TV series. And people never know how talented they are as musical comedy performers because they're just doing a TV series. So this series, I mean, I'm really digressing here, but I love to have fun on Fridays. And the Friday show is kind of for that sort of thing. We'll get back to 
politics in just a minute. The show is called Bunheads. I think that's one of the reasons it didn't survive is because Bunheads is a strange title. But it's, it's uh, I won't give you the, t- the story, but the woman's name who I have the uh, girl crush on is Sutton Foster. Sutton Foster won a couple of uh, uh, Tonys for Thoroughly Modern Millie and Anything Goes. And the woman can dance as well as anyone as a, as a Broadway dancer, really. She sings like any great Broadway singer. And uh, she's funny. So anyway, do you know do you know who I'm talking about or am I just talking into the breeze? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, no, I, I've heard the name. I'm not familiar with her in, in terms of actual yeah. work and so forth. But, but those people, we know, when you go back, once in a while you'll see a mashup come out, and yeah. it'll be all the old dancing clips. And when you look at the Fred Astaire and the Jane Kellys and the, the, the Grace, I uh, uh, can't remember her last name. Um, Grace, they, uh, you mean uh, all, Ginger Rogers. Ginger, Ginger Rogers, Rogers, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, they're just, it's very athletic to do the, you know, Father yes. Hines and, and all uh, those people. Uh, just, Father Hines, very you mean the father of Gregory, Gregory Hines, who died yes. very young. Gregory Hines, 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 and Dad. I loved Gregory Hines. I thought he was one of the best tappers I'd ever seen. We're going to have Correct. to. We have two minutes, and then we're going to take a break. And when we get back, I mean, we do have two minutes, so I can uh, vamp, as they say in the music world. What was the most fun you ever had on stage? <laughs> uh, well, I'd, I'd have to think about that one. Um, okay, I threw a curveball yet again. Um, yeah, well, it's been so long since I've been on stage, I have to think back 40 years, you know. <laughs> well, and I, th- I you think know, I, it... Go ahead. I, was just, I just think, you know, being out and and performing and having a good time and, you know, just participating with the audience. I mean, some, some performers you see when they get up on stage, they're there, they're making a lot of money that night. But when you see somebody get on stage, it's just really into it. And they're into the audience and um, they're, they're digging themselves as well as the audience. I, I think it's a just, good time. It, it's a, <laughs> having a good great time. experience. Yeah. Well, we, we were a little self-indulgent there, Ron, So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the things that you write so much about that everybody has their hot-button issues, and you do too. So we'll come back and talk about that right after this. We're talking to Ron Boat, a marketing professional, a musician, an all-around great guy helping us on Truth Express Radio. This is Spouting Off. I'm your host, Karen Cataline. We will be right back. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Sometimes you need an objective, second opinion to help you see your problem more clearly. Ask Aunt Emma, and she'll help you move past what's getting in your way. She's a former therapist who is wise and caring, but instead of therapy, she'll give you terrific advice. It's free to ask Aunt Emma and explain your need, problem, or question. 
If you both agree, you pay only $1.39 a minute. It's anonymous, it's confidential, and you'll be surprised at how effective it is. You can Ask Aunt Emma by going to facebook.com forward slash Ask Aunt Emma. There, you'll find her phone number and extension number. That's facebook.com forward slash Ask Aunt Emma. Ask Aunt Emma today. This is Karen Cataline, host and producer of Spouting Off. Got an opinion, a guest suggestion, or a show tip? Follow me on Facebook or Twitter and let me know your thoughts. All you need is to know how to spell my name. It's the same on Twitter, Facebook, and www.karencataline.com. Karen is spelled the normal way. No goofy Ys or Qs. K-A-R-E-N. And Cataline is spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. Want more Spouting Off? You can find the complete archive of Spouting Off shows at www.karencataline.com. All my op-eds and blog posts are there, too. That's www.karencataline.com. Thanks for listening, and if you have a moment, please spread the word about Spouting Off. Welcome back to Spouting Off. I'm your happy host, Karen Cataline. And uh, just a programming note, we changed our Friday show to uh, coincide with the time uh, on our WSMN 1590, WSMN and 95.3 FM show, 1 p.m. Eastern. All you got to do is go to my website, All the information is there. All you got to do is click on the banner to listen live, and you can even call in. We have the capability of doing that. So all the shows, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Friday spouting off is at 1 p.m. Eastern and noon Central. Uh, and on and on it goes. I mean, I'm still getting used to the time zone changes. Uh, the person who's in the mountain time zone, the time zone I left, he's in Arizona, as a matter of fact, is Ron Boat. We're talking to Ron Boat, who is a consultant in marketing has a very interesting background, both in music and in politics. And thank you for staying with us, Ron. We so appreciate it. Oh, I love being here. I, I always love talking to you, Karen. You know that. Uh, I love talking to you, too. So in the opener, I was talking about the Supreme Court kind of splitting the difference. The Supreme Court, apparently, and I mentioned that I was a little off. I didn't, like, read the decisions, because I've been a little under the weather. Uh, And that is that they blocked the VAX mandate for 100 employees or more, which is a no-brainer, but they upheld a VAX mandate that forces healthcare workers to get vaxxed, even though they're not doctors and they're assuming that the VAX is safe and effective just because someone said so, and they're taking away people's rights to body autonomy. This is a massive issue which the left will not get rid of, will not let go of. What do you think, Ron Boat? Well, I, I understand the medical side decision in a way because 
most hospitals and clinics and, and major health organizations get federal funds and either through Medicare or Medicaid or direct assistance. And so when you're taking government money, the government has a right to tell you things. And so I think that's probably one of the impetuses that, that they had for keeping the mandate, even though it's amazing to me, these warriors were on the front line helping patients, the doctors and nurses, the staff, when there was no vaccine. And so they've already been out there. Many of them already have had it, but because of the government money, I think that's one of the reasons that the Supreme Court left the mandate in. And then for businesses, it's a little far reach for the government to think they can tell private people what to do. And yet the states will probably start to implement that mandate on a state level, particularly California, New York, Illinois maybe, uh, because they have the power over businesses that the government doesn't have, the federal government. So in a way, you know, they're using the thing, get a vaccine, protect everybody else, but we know the vaccine doesn't protect other people. And it's, it's funny, I saw a picture the other day that said, if your mask doesn't protect you from the virus, why would my mask protect you from the virus? Isn't so that a lot true? Of, yeah. Yeah, there's a let, lot of little things. And it's a, not a little I, thing, Ron. It's a huge thing. They're perpetuating a lie that unvaxxed people are a danger to vaxxed people. But if vaxxed people believe in the vaccine, how could they be a danger? Well, for one yeah, reason, uh, both vaxxed and unvaxxed people spread the virus just as much when they have symptoms. So they're perpetuating a lie. Uh, let, let me go back to something you said, because you made such a good point such a right-on-the-money point, <laughs> that's a pun, about government money being inextricably linked to hospitals, to private businesses, to you get government money, you get to call the shots. Well, let's work backwards from a previous conclusion and say that is the very reason the left and its minions have wanted to get their fingers into places they don't belong by giving them, handing them government money so they could control them. Am I wrong? No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if somebody doesn't think that COVID is not a profit center for hospitals, a, a great friend of mine, a guy I worked with in the 80s, still friends with, we talked this week, he's had COVID a year ago. He got it near the beginning. And he had a heart problem a couple of days ago, had to go to the hospital. But as it happened, a few days before that, he thought he had the flu. So he had two tests. Both came back negative. One was a very extensive, expensive COVID test where they come to your home, they take your blood or do whatever, and in 15 minutes give you a very good test. The next day he went in the hospital. They tested him and said, you have COVID. So he gets two negatives, top, not home testing, but he got two tests said no. The next day he goes to the hospital, they say, you've got it. So there's always these questions about who's right and why are they right. Well, and, and what's the what incentive? Can... We know there are incentives, not only for claiming you have COVID cases, and there are a lot of them right now, uh, and treating them, putting them on ventilators. They get extra money. So when the devil 
and I'm saying this metaphorically, bribes you with what you most want, in this case money, then you do as they say. So if you can give them extra money, did you know, this is a true story, that when people die in a hospital, they ask their family members that if they will say it was from COVID, they will give them $9,000 to bury their family member. Is that the ghoulish, most despicable thing ever? Absolutely. Even if they lie. And the, and the hospitals, you know, they get, they get money for treating COVID patients. They get money if you die. So that 9000 is a small piece of what hospitals get if you die in the hospital with COVID. And, and it's funny now that the COVID numbers, people are starting to question. They're coming out. Oh, well, we sort of overstated. We don't really have that many people that died. And the hospitals don't seem to understand. There's a, yeah. there's a difference between dying from COVID and dying with COVID. But they'll take the profit route. Yeah, and and if we I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> broaden the analogy. When you're try when what you really want is power and control, then you can pay money to people to do what you want. Hand them money and you can own them. Well, where do we see this? By the same political bunch, they're all marching in lockstep on this COVID thing. I've said it for a long time now, two years. Sixty In the 60s, it was do your own thing. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. Don't let people control you. Those same 60s liberals grew up, and now they're doing, they're marching in lockstep, doing exactly what they said they would never do. But look at the bribery of money that says, if you will just stay home, sit on your duff, we'll pay you more to sit home than to work. Now, why would they possibly do that if it wasn't bribery to be a lemming instead of a free citizen? What do you think? I, You know, I hate to be a conspiracy guy, and I'm accused of it all the time, but <clears throat> I really have to think that there's an agenda going on behind the scenes, and COVID is one part of it. So if you can... Get people to stay home, get them used to getting that government check, not working, then what happens? The economy goes down, and it did. Thousands of restaurants and other businesses closed. People's livelihoods went away. And when you lose your livelihood, what do you do? You have to depend on the government. And the more people they get to depend, the more people they can control. And uh, it's a means to an end. You know what it reminds me of, Ron? And people fall for it because there's a lot of psychological conditioning going on. And I don't profess not to be vulnerable to some kind of conditioning. I mean, eventually people are backed up against a wall. But if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. And what it reminds me of, frankly, is uh, Chester the molester who says, want some candy, little girl? There's always a price to be paid when you offer candy to somebody because you have nefarious wishes. And yet, a lot of the um, millennials and a lot of others, they'd never fall prey to the Nigerian businessman that's going to give them $10 million on the Internet. 
but they will fall prey to the government saying, here's a bunch of money and it's more than you can work for. So stay home and do nothing. Absolutely. Right? And, and COVID has been a gateway to a lot of things, control, and certainly the election process. I mean, what a boom to mail-in balloting and, and harvesting and everything else that they've accepted because they thought it was needed because of COVID. And the thing that gets me now is almost every company you call for tech support or something else, due to the current COVID crisis, our wait times are longer because this and that. I'm thinking, what does that have to do with you answering the phone and giving me good service? I don't understand that. Exactly. And right. Well, here's what they, here's what they claim. But see, it's all, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to recognize that America and American commerce is more inept and more incompetent than ever before. And you touched on something that just breaks my heart. And that is everything we do now is calling customer service. And to answer your question, they say that because people are working at home. Well, why are they working at home? Because of fear, 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 fear of COVID, right? So they can use yeah. that as an excuse. Look at the, uh, we only have a couple minutes left. Look at the teachers union that still doesn't want to teach students. And students have been abused and uh, 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 are taking the brunt of this when they are the lowest likelihood to get sick or die from COVID. And yet they're forcing little kids to run around with rags on their face. Take a final comment because we got to wrap up the show. And it's just such a pleasure. Let me just say this. such a pleasure to talk to you and know that when someone helps us with a brand new show, they bring to the table a lot of great background, as we said, in entertainment and marketing and so forth. Um, so take a final comment and then we'll tell everybody how they can find you. I, I appreciate it so much being on. And, and just one thought that I live by and it applies to COVID and other things. And that is the old saying, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. <laughs> and I think I say that all the time. I think people need to remember that because you need to be aware of what's going on, do a little research, look around, get some facts. Don't take the first uh, word that comes in the door, be it from your friends, your doctor or anybody, ask questions, Make your life better, do your own thing, and enjoy yourself out there. And, and live life. That's the what they don't want us to do is live our lives. Ron Boat, how can people look you up, find you, follow you on social media, that dreaded social media? Well, I'm cutting back on social media because I'm really I'm tired of the way they treat people, so I hardly go on Facebook anymore. But ronboat.com has my production and other things. Then freedommail.us has all my articles, a lot of great news resources, contact information for everybody in government. If you want to find your mayor, state legislator, senators, congresspeople, anybody, contact information is on freedommail.us. Yes, well, great. Thank you, Ron Boat, for joining us. We so appreciate it. I'm looking forward to working with you, and we have been working. Uh, everybody, Truth Express Radio. Look for it online. Look truthexpressradio.com. Thanks again, Ron, for joining us. 
Thank you to Don, who has been covering the board in Doug's absence. The twins uh, always cover for each other. Thanks to H.W., the guy with an IQ greater than that of a small soap dish. And tune in next Tuesday, Thursday, and or Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern, when there will be so much to spout off about here on Spouting Off.